0: crew ever wanted to know who the real hero behind photo shoots are well on our call sheet today we got one of the greatest lupe santiago from her first ever job as an intern at la fashion week to samples coordinator to producer at hot look and true religion among a ton others to leveling up as a producer at one of the most premium studios in la industrial color and now executive producer at one of the best media content companies there are Join Chintani and myself as we follow Lupe's journey, literally. It's an incredible story that exemplifies the kind of insane work ethic, perseverance, and hustle this industry so often rewards. And for you aspiring producers out there, this is a 101 education as to what you can expect endeavoring into this side of the industry. In Questions Corner, Lupe emphasizes the importance of work-life balance. She also gives advice on dealing with unhappy clients, the easiest and hardest things about being a producer. Also, bonus, I learned what the hell Unlimited PTO is. Corporate America is so sneaky. And finally, the big question, how do outside photographers, or any crew member, get hired by producers like Lupe? Also towards the end of the episode, I say this joke about Lupe not brushing her hair that seems entirely out of context. And that's because it is. I'm referencing a conversation we had off the air where she didn't brush her hair for some important event or something and we're all laughing about it. So if you hear that, that's what I'm referencing and I'm not just like being mean or anything. New House Speaker Kevin McCarthy and the Republicans are taking back Congress with a vengeance, but what both sides of the aisle can agree on is that this is an extra special episode of I Shoot LA. Please enjoy. Yeah, mm-hmm. you smell those roses?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> what do they smell like? Roses, Lip's mm-hmm. dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I washed that microphone. <laughs> I disinfected
2: it. I hope so. I have to COVID test to see my mom. You know. <laughs> there you go. He's
0: are like, you Whoa. guys? Are you guys having to uh, for work work? Like how many how many COVID tests do you think you've taken for work work in like the last two years? Like a thousand?
3: Oh, you.
2: Well, here's the interesting part. My work has shifted a ton. So like before, where I was like doing content production every single day. Now it's only the beginning of a project. So yeah. now I mean I'm, really? I'm in one project for 3 months. Yeah. Oh. And con- and the shoot is like the first 2 weeks.
1: Oh okay.
0: nice. So you you don't have to do it. you only So you and only then, have to put the thing up your nose once.
2: But even then like it's all like remote with a photographer shooting on an iPhone. It's all like super low-fi production, which nice. is like what I've been working on this like new take on production and like removing all the bells and whistles and all this stuff that we usually yeah. would consider. So, it's been like having to relearn it because it's so engraved in my brain that it needs to happen a certain yeah, way. Yeah. But so I COVID test more for my mom than anything else. Like, I don't COVID uh, test for work because I'm never on, I'm really rarely ever on set. Nice.
0: Yeah. yeah. Nice. That must be nice. It's kind of like, it's, it's like a ball. wait, I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Hey, everybody. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> my name is Lucas Pasmore. Uh, welcome to iShoot LA. Sitting across from me, uh, my partner in crime, Christian Tan, everyone.
3: Hello, everyone.
0: And to my right, Shintani's left, we have a special guest, specialist, specialist guest. So today. stoked. We have a wonderful producer who, Shantani, you two go way back. Uh, Lupe, we've known each other for a couple couple of few, but haven't seen each other since the pandemic. You have not aged a day. You look radiant and wonderful. Thank you. Lupe Santiago, everybody. Wow. You like a studio audience for you I there? I do, I
1: do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh guys, uh, let's let's, let's uh, launch right into a little segment we, we like to call Catch-up Corner.
1: Catch-up Corner. What's been going on? What's been going on? Catch-up
0: Corner, Shantani, what's been going on lately? What are you doing, man? I see you have a new toy on the desk I have right an there. M2 Macbook pro holy crap uh, I used you used to have money before you bought this I did this is how you
3: know you're poor <laughs> is when you have one of these and they're like you're rich I'm like no because I have no money in my bank account yeah so how's it been treating you is
0: it everything everyone it talks about?
3: today I got it literally today nice. it was supposed to come next week yeah and I'm so excited because I could bring it for a job next week instead nice. of um, I was actually planning on buying a stock one just to take and then returning it when I got back, <laughs> and then transferring it to this one. But you know, nice, great things happen. Um, my iMac got fixed too. So oh, fantastic! Following up, there was we had a lot of drama about his last episode,
0: Lou Perry. Right? So that got fixed, and so you know, got
3: fixed. Thank you, Malrose Mac. Shout out to you guys, forever and always a loyal, loyal customer. Now we'll yes. never deviate from that. Ever yeah.
0: Any again. LA photographers or or similar. Um, Marlow's Mac is the only place to go. Definitely not wherever you else went yes, downtown. every
3: other place <laughs> can really just stand out.
0: One. What else is going on, man? How's I uh, been? Uh, it's kind of is it slow January for you? Or are you uh, back
3: at it? Uh, uh, I've been back at it. Um, traveling for a job next week. Uh, we'll be out in Arizona. Nice. Which should be fun and interesting. I think um, some lifestyle advertising stuff. Very and nice. Then, um, yeah, got some bridal when I get back. Very Rock cool. And rolling. What Very about cool. You? Uh, myself,
0: um, I've been shooting a lot of celebrities lately. Um, so, PR firm somehow got my contact information, or got, I got referred, and um, they don't represent anybody like you know, like big stars like Bob Newhart or John Travolta, but uh, <laughs> you know, the really big stars. But they like they, they, they like solid people. Like you'd recognize them. They've been in, they're on TV or they've been, you know, kind of um, you know, smaller parts. Oh, like of Al movies. Pacino. Yeah, like or Robert like indie films. Got it. Um, but they're so they kind of hit me up for like. They just need the like, basically like publicity photos for for the for their for their clients like just stuff for like variety announcements or Hollywood Reporter stuff, and uh, it's been it's like I never really like I'm not a celebrity photographer necessarily, but I just treat them like elevated tests. Like I kind of run them through my like you know my basic agency model test setups, which is like um, posing table window lights uh, up against white wall with V flat window lights, uh, roll, roll in a black backdrop <laughs> window lights, yeah. and then just do like a basic <laughs> strobe, and that's just kind of the routine I do. And it just seems to really work because you know what the difference is is they bring in like full teams like so it's full hair and makeup, full styling, styling. versus yeah. like a model test is usually I mean sometimes hair and makeup but usually
3: it's kind of like this kind of rock and yeah I think the styling for those are like yeah the most fun
0: yeah and it's uh, so that they, they turn out pretty well uh, for for the effort I put in it's not that I don't put an effort but it's just again <laughs> I'm I'm not doing anything I do differently just because no. they're famous you know and it just seems to be really working so it's a nice little just a little
3: that's because t- you treat
0: every shoot. Like a great shoot. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: Thank you, thank you Lupe. I think you have the right approach.
0: Yes, yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I learned some things once. In, I learned some things in my decade plus of being, you know, in this field. Lupe, what's been going on? What's, uh, what do you got going on? Anything cool?
2: Mm, I just wrapped a project here in Los Angeles and now we're going to kick off the next arm of it in New York next week. Ooh. That's.
0: Do you have to go to New York or are you able to do remote?
2: Well, I. Could if I want to, but I hate flying, so I'm definitely. <laughs> are you are you afraid of flying? Yes,
0: like deathly
3: afraid. Do you think like, the plane's I gonna crash? Like I will
2: cry to get on a, Like once I'm on the plane.
3: Um, you can send one of us and we'll, we'll just, I know, know, we'll we'll relay to you. uh, I got myself out of it. I'm like the
2: one person that gets myself out of traveling for free for work. Probably.
0: Yeah. What if it's like a really cool, like Paris or, you know, Italy. That
2: gives me even more anxiety because it's even a longer flight. I can barely do five. Now I'm not excited about 10. What
0: if they agree that they'll send you on a boat across the Atlantic. Can oh. you imagine? You, you have to leave a month ahead of time. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, who, does,
2: who does all the pre-pro? I really hope this is
0: confirmed. I'm the way there. Exactly. <laughs>
2: Has
0: this always been a thing? That I mean, do you uh, is, do you have any FOMO? Don't you want to go to you know travel, or you just don't care? You're like, I'd rather just not deal.
2: with you it. You know, before um, when the opportunities to travel for work came up, I would be way more down and interested. But now I like feel like oh, I been there and right. i don't find as much excitement because it doesn't seem as new and plus it's freezing in new york that is true I, I, no interest in yeah. leaving our 72 and sunny weather. we have yeah, it's right actually
0: now. really cold here i had actually wear a hoodie with my shorts today i think it was like it was like uh close to like 68 69 nice. i did that on the way to the gym yeah so like, it, cool. it is but it it's pretty cold here too yeah. the east coast is getting slammed i mean yeah. it's not like east
2: i mean coast they right. have snow next week so <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah okay fair enough um <laughs> Does the uh, well? What would like flying exclusively first class Delta help? Maybe ease the tension. Whoa.
2: If I can like bring three different people with me to entertain me, yes.
0: Okay, so Shantani, myself. Yeah, yeah we're, we're exactly. with you. Don't worry. Yeah. and uh whoever your bestie is. <laughs> exactly. You know? There we That's go. Fine. I think you should put that in your writer Clients client as a producer. Send us out like that. <laughs> when I That's build out the budget,
2: a travel for four. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. Uh so is that is that has um what was your curious on your end of the things, uh your end of the, the spectrum was kind of post halloween um november december and up till now was it pretty slow or was is it been consistently busy
2: you know i think that where i am currently it's always busy towards the end of the year oh. where, like the summer for us is so slow or the beginning of the year is so slow like last oh. january it, i think we were just like sitting around and does that chatting correspond with, with like a
0: season like a seasonal thing like as far as like or is it a budget the, the people well, do right people now, take off time in the summer on your end like
2: well right now the the current work that i'm on it's an annuity client so it's like the whole they book out our team for the whole year and basically when they wrap up a quarter they're getting their ducks in a row they don't even it. know what they want but yeah. they're paying us so we're just mm. waiting to get like our next assignment pretty right.
0: much oh you're on so you're on like kind of a retainer type mm-hmm. of See, i need to get on one of these retainer things yeah that sounds you know nice. this is yeah. like still pay me while you yeah. figure it out but exactly. still pay me and sometimes it, you got to work sometimes you yeah. don't and, you and still, still pay me
2: even if it doesn't work out yeah, yeah pay or
0: play oh, oh dude we're in we the wrong industry or wrong side of wrong side of things we just
3: got to do more retainers That's yeah,
0: fine. yeah <laughs> <laughs> let's just mm-hmm. yeah
3: um have you ever been on retainer before i have not I've I've, I've discussed it before with clients but um, they're like no (laughs) well usually because it's like for a lot of retainers they kind of want to like cut your rate a decent amount yeah and so it's kind of like okay well uh, if the numbers make sense but most of the time Mm -hmm. not quite the thing
2: yeah
0: Um, Lupe uh, it's time to go back way back (laughs)
2: Lupe
0: tell us where you're from Mexico Uh, where in Mexico
2: I was born in Oaxaca, and I always say this. I was born like on a pile of dirt in Oaxaca in the oh, middle really? of nowhere. <laughs> Just in the middle of like <laughs> nowhere? Middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: how long did you live there?
2: I was there for maybe two and a half, three years, and then I immigrated to this country with my mom and my sister.
0: Did you come straight to California, Los Angeles area, or, or did you go like somewhere else first?
2: Well, we spent about an about a week in TJ trying to make it across the border. <laughs> oh, so shit. maybe ah. that was like a pit stop. And okay. then we ah. finally made our way here um, and straight to Los Angeles.
0: Yeah. Uh, where, Koreatown. I mean, you, obviously you don't have to give us your street address, but like whereabouts in Los Angeles did you grow up?
2: Koreatown. Oh, really? Yeah. That, that close? That close. Wow.
0: Dang. How was like, how was uh, growing up in Los I don't, I rarely know K-Town people from in the 90s. Yeah. Los Angeles. Dangerous.
2: Yeah. It was a lot of, um, Gangs fighting for turf. Yeah, which is all now defined. Like you know, everybody's got their their lines where they don't cross. But back yeah. in the day, it was all still being figured out. So it was very, very sketchy, dangerous. Oh, lots of crime.
0: Dang. And now every time I go to K-Town, I'm like, oh, it's just nice restaurants. And you know, the, the line Hotel is really fun. Well, I to mean, get like even in. down
3: here yeah. right now, it's insane downtown, you yeah, know? Yeah, I like, mean,
2: downtown's gone yeah. like, woof.
3: Really? Full. Watch Fast and Furious 1. Okay. And then just drive through downtown again. Okay. And you'll be like, <laughs> that's not the same movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: crazy. That's crazy. Um, you consider that still your home, or you're like, oh, that's just where I used to live.
2: Like, it's very interesting because I feel like when you're part of, like, an immigrant community, you tend to, like, plant roots in one area yeah. and just kind of, like, stay there forever. So my family lived in this, in this particular building for, like, 17 years, 15 oh, wow. years. Oh. Um, and I still have a lot of family that lives in that building. I would say probably, like, 50% of my family still lives in that yeah. same building. Has that building that ever changed at all? For, Is like, it? 20, 30 years now. No. Because it's same exactly the old, same. same old. Exactly I'm like, it's K-Town. I don't, yeah. Think yeah. That, I don't think
1: it <laughs> no. I like, I like, like that. I like that, though. I like those,
0: like because I like going home myself. I'm from Chicago. Like I went, when I go to my hometown, like, n- like maybe there's McDonald's, but mm. like nothing's really changed. And there's this odd comfort for me in that. So I don't know mm. if you feel the same way, but uh, I kind of like that idea of just being able to still go home. And it's like, not much has changed, but I'm I mean, glad you're safer though.
2: No, I, I feel like even when you say the concept of going home for me, it's so interesting because like going home is like 15 minutes away and i am 15 minutes away from it now yeah. that it's just kind of like, I've never really left.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm always
2: back there for family. I'm always in the neighborhood because I do love Koreatown Mm -hmm. for everything that it offers. So, yeah. And you're flared flying,
0: so you're not going to go far anyway. Exactly. (laughs) Right. I
2: have to drive to wherever I'm going.
0: (laughs) How are you with trains? Trains are fine. I mean,
2: trains are fine. I just do not like not being able to get out when I I want to. Like, the control part that you give up when you're on a plane really Mm. freaks me out. Like, I like the ability to just stop and walk out or walk in or, or do anything. Well, you I are a producer.
0: Do. So it makes sense that you like to be in control yeah, quite right. a bit.
2: True. Well, you know,
0: like what if we gave you a parachute? Like you could just like pop out anytime you wanted. Yeah. Like, See ya. yeah.
2: <laughs> no, I don't think so.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> She's also afraid of heights, everyone.
2: Yeah, that part too.
0: So, okay. So you're growing up in um, K-Town. Yes. Um, where Where does like this industry come in?
2: You know, I had like a natural attraction to fashion and, like, the fashion world and fashion design. And I um, knew from a very young age that I wanted to be somehow involved in this, Mm -hmm. like, creative industry. Not necessarily and specifically with, like, what I'm doing now. And to be honest, I... Always say, like, I feel like I stumbled into success because I, growing up, I had no idea this industry even existed. Yeah. Mm. You know, my mom was a housekeeper, my dad was a handyman, and my only exposure to anything that was, like, eye-opening was when I got to go to work with my mom and see these people's homes and their coffee books and their closets and, like, just be able to just touch all this amazing...
3: Yeah. clothing. There's a story designed. there. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. So I was always very naturally attracted to that and I decided to pursue an education in fashion design and volunteered for a fashion show, met this amazing woman. She told me that it was not a reality to find success in producing fashion shows in Los Angeles.
0: Yeah, at the time. Yeah, for at sure. The,
2: uh, yeah, this was probably like 2000 and four I, i'm mm, not yeah. sure and she's like but what you should be doing is producing photo shoots mm. Mm. and there is you know they're kind of like tie into each other i know i was i didn't even know what a photo shoot was to be yeah. honest and i stepped into a studio for the first day we were just working on like lookbooks and a lot of like e-commerce but this yeah. is like so long That's
3: ago prior to like e-com being e-com the yeah. e-commerce still, yeah. was like, so like they, catalog stuff they were shooting
2: yeah. like on a Bus form and then oh, wow. they would shoot the top the bottom two different shots yeah and then the third shot was like putting the top and the bottom on the dress form uh-huh. and there was like the outfit and then i came in and i was like you know you could do this in photoshop <laughs>
0: They're like what do you mean young person yeah
2: and they were like what do you mean photoshop like and i was like i can show you you could create your third shot using your Just... shot one and two yeah <laughs> And And they're like, what? Yeah, the next week I had a job. That's amazing. (laughs) She's
0: like, hey, boomers, do you know this thing called Adobe Photoshop? And they're like, what are you talking about? Exactly. You young person with your computers. That's Mm -hmm. so funny. Mm -hmm. Wait, that's wild. That's insane. I love that.
2: But it's so archaic now that you think about it, like just the fact that people were – at that time, people were shooting on dress forms and yeah. like you had to wheel that whole thing in and you had to wheel it yeah. out, spin it around for every like detail or like a back shot.
0: Yeah. Did you go to fashion school? Did you go to fit them or, or what? I
2: wish. What, what, <laughs> you, said, you said you
0: pursued like a fashion education. I
2: did. I did. But, you know, again, I'm from a very like small beginning. Uh-huh. So, like, I, I went to community college. I went to Pasadena City College. Oh, and ECC. I yeah. They hooked me up to volunteer at, like, LA Fashion Awards. Yeah. Mm. And that's where it all just started. I showed up, and oh, I was eager yeah. and ready, and I was like, what do I need to do? Who do yeah. I need to know? Um, how can I show you that I want to be here? And... It worked out.
0: I love that. I love that. It's like like she was the one pursuing. She didn't wait for something to happen. She didn't wait for an offer to come to her. Like she goes and like I can't like that kind of attitude. Gotta have the hustle. Yeah, gotta the, have the hustle. Part the hustle, a thousand Seriously. percent, a thousand percent. I, re- I really wish, um, and I, I, that's not fair to say the younger generations don't do that because the, the kids that I kind of mentor and/or are my assistants, like they're mm-hmm. for, they're there yeah. for a reason because they did it. But like I don't know, there's this kind of a pervasive attitude online that um, you know people are owed something. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, but that's the really the hustle is different. Yeah.
2: Right,
3: I think I think that's just us getting old. I think that is very, very, <laughs> true. very true. Because I'm pretty true. sure our parents were saying the same thing about us. Yeah. Exactly. They're like, these kids with their computers and exactly. Photoshop, what are they now?
0: <laughs> yeah. And to be clear, I shoot LA listeners, I'm not talking about you. You all are hustlers, okay? I'm just talking about, you know, those other kids. Um, so what, okay, so you got hired at this company. Um, so what happens next? Like, how long were you there for? Like, did you, how much did you learn and then jump? Or did you just, did, did they close down? Or how, like... Walk us through like kind of those next couple of steps. Uh,
2: basically, I was there for like two and a half years. Then okay. I had yeah. like a life event and I needed to find a little bit, something a little bit more secure. Yeah. Um, so I was going through something tragic in life and I happened to reach out to a friend and I said, hey, I need a, a more full-time job. Yeah. Do you know anybody that's looking for anyone? And She's like, Yeah, I have somebody. You just have to go in tomorrow and see if you're the right fit. They're basically just looking for somebody to help them with their samples. And I oh, was. Oh, so like, still
0: fashion related? Still fashion okay, related. Yeah.
2: Still within the same kind yeah. of industry. Mm. Um, and that's where I mentioned Shantani. Wait, that was Swirl? That was Swirl. What? Okay. Yeah.
0: And so tell us what Swirl is. Swirl, both R- R- of you, R- or v. either
3: of you. They don't exist anymore. Okay, so what, what, what was Swirl?
2: Swirl was like, a, I think, like a turning point in e-commerce. And it was a company very similar to like Guilt and Look, And um, they started this like flash sale site. Okay. And they had a studio downtown.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And they needed somebody to come in and basically just help organize the space. Help yeah. with the boxes. Do all the work that nobody wanted to yeah, do. Yeah, the
0: grunt work. Just yep, kind of the organizing. exactly. Like kind yeah? of setting, setting, setting the stage. And exactly. so that's what you did. But then you look over across and you see this young, beautiful Japanese boy. This real boy.
3: ragtatted guy <laughs> just sitting there on a tripod <laughs> shooting stuff. <laughs> Oh, What yes. was it like? Was, was it really just like sitting on an apple my, box? It's my old loft. Like It was the first loft. I oh, really? The building yeah. I moved to in downtown. It was like my first building. Oh, uh, uh, Ben Cope used to live there too, right? Uh, no, but he's right right around the corner. Okay, right on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, was, that, was, that was that building. Yeah. Holy cats. So, um, yeah, because even when I first interviewed there, I was like, whoa, this is weird. You know, yeah, it, cool, it
2: literally was just like in a loft and we were all just sitting amongst three 10, 20 racks of clothes yeah. and...
3: You're like, who's yeah, in charge we here? Yeah. Like, we yeah. thought you were. We yeah, exactly. <laughs> had a seamless stuff uh, for on model and then we had a tabletop set up on the side yeah. and we would just shoot whatever we mm-hmm. needed to shoot and
0: uh well obviously y'all are still friends now so you must have bonded was it a good oh, time was it that could was, we, great. was it like a little pirate, pirate trader ship? Joe's? lots of trader, yeah, joe's. Lots of trader joe's yeah lots of trader joe's they
2: provided all the snacks we wanted but <laughs> yeah. then it was like family style mm-hmm. dinner lunch every day yeah. yeah we'd all get our orders in we sit together and just eat and catch up somebody yeah. was always having a meltdown
1: mm-hmm. right?
0: oh okay There was, was always somebody yep. like
2: it was just like a big happy family so when
0: did uh when did you time did you leave there because I, swirl's no longer with us did you leave before swirl swirl went away or did you uh make a jump to somewhere else
2: i don't even remember but i do remember that like on my first day there or like my first week the producer i was working under never spoke to me
0: Like ever. Ever. Ever again. Like
2: ever. And I made friends with everybody else because she had like zero interest in helping me succeed.
0: Oh God. Did she just email you what she No, she would
2: call other people and complain and be like, She's not taking down the style numbers or whatever I wasn't doing correctly. And then other folks in the room would help me.
0: That's so passive aggressive. Mm -hmm. Well I hope I hope she doesn't she's not in this industry anymore. That's not very nice. Who Who knows? I don't
2: know. (laughs) <laughs> but, it, you know, it happens. Um,
0: well, that kind of, well, maybe we're jumping the gun, but like, can, are you comfortable talking about like, obviously that, that happened, uh, like kind of being a female and being like a person of color. Did you ever kind of feel that impact either then or now? Um, yes.
2: Plenty of times. Yeah. Can, I would say. Can
0: you share any experiences that, um, you know, that might be hard to talk about or, or easy to talk about or, you know, but like, like what, what, what are those obstacles that have, have hit you? And like, how did you like take it? you know
2: i mean i definitely never wanted to think that anything that i was having to face had to do with race or my the fact that i'm a female i would just think that it's something that i have to solve or now i'm i'm yeah. like confronted by this situation that i have to find a solution for versus like thinking oh this is happening to me because i'm latina or i'm a female but i was working on another annuity account And um, it was with a big sports – I mean, would they be sportswear? I don't know. Active wear? Active wear. wear, wear, Active wear, yes. Yes, yes. And they um, made a request to no longer have me on their account because they felt like I was not meeting their expectations and I wasn't the right person or the right fit. Okay. Um, And at this time, I was, like, heading up the production department and – There was no way to remove me out of the account because then there would be nobody kind of heading up the team. Mm. So instead, my boss started presenting all my work as as if it was hers. Oh, my God. And I'd have to sit. That's fucked up. I'd have to sit behind. So like if we were on a Zoom call because they were not based here in the US, they're based in Canada. So, if you know any activewear companies that are based in Canada...
0: <laughs> do <laughs> the match? So yeah. <laughs> do you... I mean, how do you abide that?
2: It was horrible. I'd have to sit behind the computer so they wouldn't see me on the Zoom. Uh-huh. And I'd have to help and coach and give her the answers to some yeah. of the questions that were coming up oh during God. the conversation. So, it was still my work being presented. It just was no longer my face. And then once... Um, they saw it coming from another person. They were all about it. They loved it. They were so happy. They were like, this is Ugh. exactly what we needed. It was the same thing. It just wasn't coming out of my yeah. mouth.
0: And I, first off, I like to acknowledge kind of what I just said. I'm like, how do you deal with it? That's very like, <laughs> that's very coming from someone who just be like, oh, well, I would just stand up for myself. It's like, that's, you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of a you know, yeah. retrospectively that that wasn't the right thing to say, but, you know, I want to acknowledge that. But nonetheless, like, how does that make you That's feel? Wild. That That's wild.
3: That's wild. I mean, like wild.
2: again, I never took it as like this Even has to that? do with my race or my the fact that I'm a female. I just took it more of like there was maybe something that I wasn't doing wrong and this could possibly be a great learning moment for me. It could mm. be like, you know, a great takeaway or like maybe I need to improve my presentation skills. I mean, I, I, you know, yeah. I, I definitely did not want to pin it on the fact that yeah. I –
0: retrospectively do you think that more now
2: maybe i mean Mm -hmm. especially with knowing the history of the brand and knowing the fact that like there's been so many times where i'm the only person that's not white on set and it's definitely very obvious um but again i don't i didn't like to focus on that part too much
0: do you still kind of feel that that pervasive mindset still out there um, or do you see things improving you know now in more recent times
2: I always think that companies will diversify their cast, like who they're shooting, who they're featuring, so that they can appear to be inclusive. Yeah. And I'm always fighting. I'm like the person that's always advocating for more diversity behind the camera. Yeah. yeah. So, like stylists, hair and makeup, set designers, every it should be especially when. We are the target consumer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, if I'm working on a project that's speaking to Latinx, fe- Latinx uh, females based in Los Angeles, we should have.
0: Yeah, it makes makes sense. Latinx <laughs> like,
2: people working on the project yeah, yeah. instead of just being marketed towards by putting a certain person in front of the camera. Yeah.
0: They wouldn't. It so, would make sense when they when they know how to sell these products to their own. Exactly. You know, but, their own themselves, I guess. I
2: think that that's still the gap. I still think that we need a lot more um, voices in chairs that really matter. Yeah. And um, I do think that things are changing. I do think that there's a lot more diversity in production in the industry overall. Like even like where before you'd be a certain type of model and you'd have such a hard time finding gigs. Mm -hmm. Now those are the people that we want the most. Like I, I work on a lot of projects where Casting real people, authenticity, and like different bodies, it, different bodies, mm-hmm. different backgrounds, different everything, um, is what is more attractive than just like the standard, mm-hmm.
0: you know, five um, eleven, exactly one fifteen. Yes, white, exactly. White Which is still great, you yeah. know.
2: It's still great for the right project for the mm-hmm. right um, audience.
0: But there's other consumers.
2: Exactly. A thousand percent. Yeah, it does
3: make sense. I mean, because back in the day, it was like the the biggest diversity was a gap tooth.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That was so novel. It's like, oh, she's got the gap or or like bushy. But back when everyone used to have razor. Oh, she's got bushy eyebrows. How edgy. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, crew, it's Lucas. I wanted to address the elephant in the room. No, not you, Trunky. Not everything's about you. (laughs) Oh yeah, keep up the attitude and no peanut butter sandwiches for you. What am I doing? (laughs) Anyway, what I mean is the somewhat irregular posting schedule of the episodes of I Shoot LA. A couple of reasons, it's the nature of production. Both Shintan and I's shooting schedules are chaotic, to say the least, and a lot of times last minute, which just wreaks havoc on the calendar. But another reason is we strive to bring you real working professionals in the photo industry here in LA. And they also have the same catacly last-minute schedules as we do, so getting times and calendars to line up proves a little tricky. So we just really wanted to say thanks for sticking with us. We aim to find a more consistent rhythm somewhere in 2023, but rest assured, I, should I will continue to bring you interviews and conversations relevant and interesting to our industry. Okay, Trunky, you can have a peanut butter cookie now, but only if you stop yelling and use your inside voice. Jeez. And now, back to the show. Okay, okay we, exactly jump, we jumped ahead a little bit there, but that's okay. So let's let's take it let's take it back. So you left Swirl. Uh, where did you end up next?
2: I left Swirl, and I don't. Were you a hot? Me, where You're did a I go? hot lug, no? I was, I was, and that was horrible. <laughs> I
3: remember because I visited you, you at did. the office. You did. You
2: did. You. We've been like in each other's like yeah, career lunch, always. Yeah, I,
3: I was like, I was like, oh, this is where they shoot. <laughs> it cool.
2: was horrible. The CEO was a jerk.
0: Okay. Do you want me to believe that? Or you no,
2: to- you can leave that in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Um, by the way, like what do you, what's like your, what is your mindset as a producer? Like when you're thinking about the trajectory of your career, are you just thinking about like, I want to make a certain amount? Meaning like for photographers, I might say, you know, for example, I'd be like, well, I want to start out here testing for agencies, but eventually I want to be shooting for Vogue and shooting for high end clients in Paris. I mean, that's so like, but like, what is that for, you know, a producer in this industry?
2: I never chased money. I never like thought about it that w- Like, I never was doing or taking any jobs or taking any opportunities for money. Um, so it definitely wasn't like, oh, I want to make X amount or I'm going to yeah. take this opportunity for uh, the salary that I'm going to get in two years or whatever. It was more of like, what can i learn here or what is the opportunity for me so like i think how i progressed my career was like i started as a sample coordinator i continued doing that work until i could finally get a producer mm-hmm. role and i remember i got it so like i don't even know where i went from like Hot look till i got to like true religion that was a company that i worked for and they hired mm. me there and i remember during my first like week They were addressing me as I was like the sample coordinator and I was terrified because this was supposed to be my big move. (laughs) I was like, no. No, you guys I I am a producer. I've been putting in like five years and I, you know, I deserve this title. I sat down with my boss at that time and I ran through the job description with her and I said, Look, I left a really great job to come Mm. here to be a producer. And I am not a sample coordinator, and this is the job description that you hired me under, and this yeah. is what I expect to be doing. Hell yeah! And she's like, I will never forget you, that you did that. Like even now, we still keep in touch, and she always that. brings it up. But was she
0: was she like um, blissfully ignorant? She's like, oh my god, I'm yes. sorry. Or, okay, yes, She's like, sure, yeah,
2: for sure. Good. Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm glad she wasn't like, oh, you caught me. <laughs> 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 Fine. Okay, I'll respect so you. Now. I
2: mean. It, you know, it's so easy to sign up for one thing, yeah, and then they flip sure. the script on you, and then yeah. all of a sudden you're doing three things. Yeah. That happens so that much. That happens all the time. Like across, yeah.
0: across multiple industries. I was I was exactly. Gonna say, even the most corporate gets yeah. like that, too. Yeah. For yeah.
1: sure. Yeah.
0: So uh, good for you. I love that.
2: Now I do more of like what really matters for to me. Yeah. Mm. So... I most recently was at Industrial Color and I left. That was like the job of my dreams. Mm-hmm. I so was able to...
0: Tell, tell, tell the listener what Industrial Color is specifically.
2: Industrial Color is a production house, meaning like they do everything. They have um, production... Com- they're a production company that produces content, but they also have multiple studios around the country. So they used to have a studio in Texas. I'm not sure if they still do, but they have two New York and then they have um, two here in Los Angeles their sister companies with Smashbox Studios. Very yeah. cool.
0: So it's like, you know, stills, video, it's a pre post it's a prepost, it's a, it's yeah. a pre exactly. retouching, yeah, rental studio, rental
2: equipment, locations, you know, like everything, they can do it all.
0: How did you come about that job?
2: It's so interesting because I was at True Religion. And I realized I wanted to be immersed in the production industry. I just wanted to do and talk and be around production all the time. And I had been coming from being in-house producing at different brands. And you're still in, like, merchandising conversations. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of sales talks. There's a lot of, like, seasonal work that you're doing for, like, the overall goal to sell. Um, That I wanted to make a change. So I applied for a job at Smashbox Studios. Yeah. Yeah. As a studio booker, I was like, mm. "This is perfect." Studio bookers—they talk to production, talk production all the time. This mm-hmm. is going to be great.
0: Real quick, was production is like more exciting because it was like things were going on, it was always changing, or what? Was, what about production? Did you make you want to move? I, um,
2: I just wanted to be a producer. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay, fair
1: enough.
2: <laughs> so I was ready to make the leap. I yeah. just wanted to be fully in it. Yeah. So I show up to this interview and. I interviewed with somebody like amazing, Aldana, shout out. Ooh, and ooh. Um, she tells me, You're gonna be so bored at this job. Yeah. You're not made to be a studio booker. Yeah. We wanna hire you as a producer here. You're so, like,
3: oh <laughs> well,
1: okay, Wait, really.
3: <laughs> this is why
2: I say <laughs> like I, I found moments where like I just stumbled into things, but because I love that every opportunity that I had, I took.
3: Well, you also like, I feel like you utilize every uh, opportunity that you've had to like gain this giant mass of, of knowledge and experience. And so it's like when you go into these jobs, it's like, yeah, you had these roles at different spots. But now that you're here and the producer, you you were producing, you just were doing it as a in all these different little spots yeah. on different uh, platforms. And now it's like all in one. I just, like, I just like I just like how it's like
0: oh, I'll I'll take a studio Booker and I'll kind of maybe figure out how I can work into the they're like oh no we're just no, gonna give you a producer
3: because yeah. <laughs> you'll be
2: bored you're like, you'll you're be just, bored you're just, oh, okay you're, okay. <laughs> you're overqualified
3: at that point right it's like oh if you have this chunk from here and this chunk from here it's like well you definitely could do this exactly like, yeah.
2: so I yeah. just.
0: So tell us a little bit about your time at Industrial Color. You said uh, it changed your life. What does that mean? Like how did it change How is it was it? How a did dream you level job. up? How did it, you level up? Like it, what what does that mean for you?
2: It was a dream job. Absolutely the dream job. I was able to job to write the job description for it with Aldana. and um, I was able to start with um, Industrial Color at a time where they were like setting up their business in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. I was able to be a part of like the beginning of the whole thing. They yeah, you opened the up, opening, right? Yeah, they opened up the, the so brand new studio in downtown,
3: which is like a stone's throw away from here, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. But it's also, I mean, it's like Smashbox, so yeah. it's like you're you're running on the league of like the best studios in L.A. Was, and New York, possibly the country. Yeah, yeah it was
2: like, it was great. I had like a door code. It was such a like big <laughs> moment for me, you know. I. <laughs> Work at a studio every day. I yeah. Have a door cafe. code with a, a cafe. cafe and yeah. a, all the stuff, all the gear I could ever want was there. Um, how, how many?
0: How many studios uh, in this particular location? Five different nice. studios. <laughs> there here you
2: go. Five different studios, um, and I was able to learn a lot about everything. I was able to learn about um, gaining, keeping, um, losing clients. Mm-hmm. I was able to learn about the whole studio rental business so that was a whole a whole new experience because i'm coming from being an in-house producer producing a lot of marketing and um, merchandising content but i was not familiar at all with the whole booking rental mm-hmm. arm of the industry yeah so i was able to learn all of that lot, i was able a lot of to, money to be made there exactly just, just in
0: that one department
2: exactly they Sent me to Excel school.
0: (laughs) What's what's, really what's Excel school? That's cool. What's Excel school? Is that a real thing? That's a real thing, you
2: know. When I of course, when I interviewed, I was like, sure, I could do a pivot table. Sure, I can work on macros and formulas. And then I had to do it. And I was like, just kidding. I don't know how.
1: (laughs) Hi.
0: You know how you'll just say anything to get the job? Well, I sure did.
2: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So they sent me on like a three-day Excel camp, and I learned (laughs) everything about Excel.
0: (laughs) So I'm assuming Excel's uh, quite necessary. uh, As a producer, when you're working
2: on like, um, well, my current role there, my my role there, it was important because I was working on these giant pricing models. I was working on like you're going to lock in a client for a year at a certain rate and you have to make sure that everything is covered in that rate. Yeah. So you yeah. can't screw it up. And this is where like all your formulas come in and like scenario A, scenario B and scenario C. So. Oh
0: my gosh, I'm getting a, I'm getting a headache just
3: like, thinking about all that like coordination. Holy cow. Well, it's also like I think what such a large production all of a sudden, like yeah. that jump from one brand to a full studio mm-hmm. with all the pre-pro and post yeah. and everything yeah, else. Yeah. We're talking so about it, like
0: hundreds of thousands it's of massive dollars. dollars.
3: Yeah. Oh,
2: we're yeah. Like, me- you know, million dollar accounts <laughs> yeah. a year mm-hmm. and having to work on the numbers and and making sure that what you're presenting is correct because if you missed a cell, then you're under 6k every single shoot.
0: Yeah, right. You yeah. Know? And so- then yeah, that 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 just can't come out of your paycheck, I, either. Yeah. You know, so it's like, well, Lupe, you owe us a hundred twenty thousand dollars for this this mess.
2: Up. Exactly. Then you have to go back to your client and say, hey, you know what? Turns out that we did not calculate our numbers correctly. <laughs> it wasn't and, me, per um, se. It
1: was some exactly other. Yeah, exactly.
0: Exactly. Um, when you said something about um, uh, booking new clients and bringing new clients in, was that something that f- fell under your purview? Yes. So, like, how, like, what do you what, like? Is it like almost like sales? Do you like, hey? for example you just brought it up so let's just say it is like hey true religion you should shoot you should shoot here um or or is it something different or you know like how like how do you how do you fish for new talent not not new talent but fish for new clients
2: so what's great and what i what i think is really important takeaway here is like never burn any bridges because like right. wherever you go you'll you'll have an opportunity to connect and like actually when i left true religion and i came to industrial color they were committed to co- continuing business with me, and they were like, nice. "Wherever you go, we will follow." So they started doing all the rentals out of Industrial Color or Smash oh, nice. Box, or Smashbox Studios.
0: There you go. That's so, rad. Yeah. But what so, about what about brand new clients? Like just
2: brand new clients. Do
0: do you take do you have a meeting and they're like, "All right, Lupe, you're in charge of trying to get um, X, Y, and Z." Uh, that's not a real brand. I just meant. yeah, like, for sure. Of, I mean, like, and you're like, do you cold call them? Like, what is like, like?
2: No cold calling yeah. for sure, but. I have different experiences. Like, I once won a client at a party. Oh. I went to a housewarming party and I yeah. started talking to uh, a guest of the party. And then he was talking about his week at work and how they were looking for a production company. And I was like, hey, I head up a well, production well,
3: company. I well. mean, <laughs> <laughs> you should say that. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
2: Exactly. And, um, we then were like, come, tour the space. And nice. that's basically what we did every time yeah. to start a conversation. Tour yeah. the space. Come by. Grab a coffee. Always very casual. Yeah. Um, when we saw the opportunity or when we saw like a client that was in the studio for a rental and they were having a hard time with their production, we could always offer like, hey, I see that X thing is really difficult for you. You know, yeah. we have production services that can help solve that for nice. you. Um, and then we worked on RFPs. So like big giant companies like Gap or Tommy Bahamas mm-hmm. were request were working on like a new extension or looking for overflow support. So mm-hmm. they put out um a request for bids at different companies. Yeah. And that's how we would um receive the request for new, new clients.
3: clients. Yeah. Very cool. So
2: they kind of come to you.
3: Yeah. I think for like large production houses, that makes sense. Because I mean, we're were talking like multi-million dollar budgets that are going into Mm -hmm. certain stuff. So you're going to go with a certain level, which Mm -hmm. why I I think when you went to industrial, it's like such a large leap because the expectations are much higher there than it is at like a single brand. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: For the most part. Exactly. uh,
0: How long were you at Industrial Color for?
2: I think four years.
0: Yeah. What's, uh, just, just curious, like what is kind of, what's your biggest takeaway from, from there? Like, what, like I, 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 I leave industrial color a better producer because of what?
2: Hmm. Everything. I like, (laughs) they, I was whipped into shape for sure. Like it was, I had the opportunity to build a lot of the pro, a lot of the processes. So it was like a good way to test my experience and also perfect. Yeah. Any like sort of assumption, any sort of um, approaches or any way that I would produce, like like Shantani said, I went like from being at an in-house company and producing at a certain level, and then I had to go to industrial color and produce at a totally different level. You're now providing a service, and the how you provide that service just increases how you need to approach a production. Because, like, when you're in house, you're doing it as a team, yeah, you can mess up. I, I messed up. I, when I was at True Religion, I was um booking a shoot with what's Pam Anderson's husband, Tommy him? Lee, Tommy. Tommy Lee's son, mm. and um, I didn't send Talent the call sheet. Oh, oh, and the morning of the shoot, oh for gosh. some reason, my brain. Realized that I had completely messed up and not sent talent the call sheet. Oh, man. So I call his manager and his manager says to me, oh, honey, he's in Canada today.
1: Oh, no. Holy
0: crap. Okay, so what happened?
2: So I call my boss and I'm, like, hysterically nervous and just, like, facing my biggest nightmare yeah. like i think you think of doing these things like yeah. you think i'm gonna forget my camera one day but yeah. i don't know if that's happened to y'all but like i'm just saying for example but like i kept thinking like i read through who i send the call sheet like 10 20 times so i don't make this mistake yeah and i finally did it and i just had to communicate it and because i think it was in-house and it was such a like good team of people It was okay. We were able to push out the shoot to like 4 p.m. for when talent arrived. The company had to cover like the overtime fees of like crew and studio. Mm -hmm. But we found a solution where like if I had made that mistake at Industrial Color, that would have cost the company money because the client wasn't going to make those same
3: The adjustments for it. Yeah.
2: Like they were, they would have asked, oh, because of your mistake, we didn't get to shoot through 40 SKUs. Mm -hmm. Now you owe us a total of 40 SKUs. The same way that we bill them back anytime we go over those like Mm -hmm. 40 SKUs or whatever.
0: Yeah. Real quick, did Tommy Lee's son fly from Canada back to LA and he got there at 4 p.m.?
2: Yeah, something like that.
0: Oh wow. <laughs> That's very nice. Maybe private jet. Wow. <laughs> he's got that Tommy, he's got that what, what, what is it? it's Not white Snake. What was it? Motley. He's got that yeah. Motley yeah. crew money. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um back at Industrial Color, um what are who were some of like uh, some of your fondest memories, like best clients? I don't know, I mean like I mean like wh- was there a time we had like oh, they're coming in. They're going to be fun or you know like what did, like tell us tell us some stories. What the wildest? Yeah.
2: I mean, I, I think that some of my fondest moments are, like, being able to work with friends, like, being able to work with you, Shantani, yeah. being, like, i <laughs> I met so many people, like, even just on the rental jobs, like, the people that are there to rent the studio and the booking job, like, just met so many incredible people. Um, when I was getting closer to leaving, they'd made a great pivot, and they brought on a lot of... Um, beauty clients. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, I was working with a lot of cosmetic brands and that was great. There was one in particular that was amazing and I loved working with them and it was crazy and we'd have um, 45 models coming in because they just launched a foundation.
1: Oh. And
2: you nice. need to shoot all the shades. Sure. And then figuring out how <coughs> figuring out how all these stack and stagger. Yeah. Was
3: Crazy. That's wild. Wild. Yeah. 45 talent. Like
2: there's where your Excel sheet comes yeah. in.
0: Thank God you went to Excel College. I
2: mean, thank <laughs> God. Excel University. <laughs> I went to I love Excel. their
0: campus, by the way. Their quad is so, <laughs> so, so, so beautiful. What
2: would their mascot be? <laughs> I don't
0: know. What is The paperclip. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah they totally. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I ask why you decided to leave Industrial Color and where you are today?
2: Industrial Color was my dream job, and it was really hard to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, but I left because I wanted better life work balance. Yeah. I was literally rolling up that roll up door every morning. And I was sometimes the same person closing the studio up yeah. at the end of the day.
3: First, first in, last first, out.
2: Yes, exactly.
3: So like, I feel like, yeah, producers are going to work like the longest hours, um, because you guys are literally in charge of the opening and closing of everything but yeah. it's like also the same with like on cruise you have like your grip teams and stuff like that that are like setting up prior and mm-hmm. then also bringing the trucks in and you got the guys that are lo- like unloading and loading out mm-hmm. and it's just mm-hmm. the hours are wild for like a lot of that yeah. stuff too
0: um so better better work life balance
2: yeah definitely better work life balance
0: fantastic and where, where are you now can you tell us a little bit more about uh what you're doing now as a producer
2: of course. So I'm an executive producer at an agency called Instrument.
0: EP? Yes. Executive so producer.
2: Went from sample coordinator to executive <laughs> producer. Do you get a chair that says executive
0: producer on it, I like mean, on set? Uh, no, but I do
2: have to introduce myself for every call for whatever reason. They're huge. face Santiago,
0: executive producer. Yeah, exactly.
2: Exactly. Um, so I've been there for almost um, a year and a half. Mm. It's great. It's a very like, 2023, kind of company. So, what I mean by that is like, even who they have at the table needs to be a reflection of what, like, the census in the country looks like. Mm -hmm. So, they're actively always looking to be a very inclusive company. Yeah,
1: that's great. So,
2: what the biggest attraction to them with me was like, oh, you're a Latina? Check. You're uh, based in Los Angeles? Check. They needed somebody. They had a specific project mm-hmm. that was focused on Latina, yeah, Gen Z, based in South Los Angeles, living in South Los Angeles. Yeah. They it, met me and I'm like, I'm Latina. I live in South LA. I
3: don't brush my hair. I don't I'm brush really, my hair. I'm really good at my job. Yeah.
2: So here I am. and. Yeah. If you want me, it's gonna cost you. Yeah. But also nice. like I want to be producing that kind of content. Yeah. yeah. I wanna be working for a company and brands that are interested in representing everybody and not just in front of the camera, but behind the camera, mm-hmm. on calls, on all the different teams. And I have this here.
0: Excellent. That's um, amazing. What um, like what can you tell? Can you can you walk us through maybe one or two jobs that just went really well and, and what you liked most about them?
2: At this current place, yeah. Um You don't have
0: to name the client, but just like the experience, like because it sounds like you're, you're 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 like you know it's not that you weren't happy in industrial color, but like your face is lit up quite quite really? a bit talking about this current current company. So
2: it's just been a dream. Yeah. I, I, I mean, like I say I I never chased. Anything particular, I chase experience, challenge, what what can I gain from this job? And I think that after doing it for so long, y- you find employees that are, that are just going to suck out of you, yeah. that are just going to want what you can mm-hmm. offer them. Yeah. And how I approached this experience was, what can they offer me? Mm. What, what can I yeah. learn here? Heck yeah. And I've learned so much. I am now producing work that is not just focused around the content creation of the photo shoot or any sort of like motion or stills assets. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing it all the way through that same content that you shot. I'm seeing it get developed and go to its like final home. Yeah. Oh. So like working with writers, strategists, designers, That those are now my conversations. Where like before I was working with photographers, stylists, hair makeup artists. So like it really offered me an opportunity to expand. Yeah my horizon completely did
0: you even think it could expand like that until you got to this company
2: well like <laughs> the interview process was so was so crazy and they were just so set on like me being the person because i hit so many other boxes that i kind of just went for it yeah i didn't know what to expect and then when i got there now even now that i'm here and i've been here for like a year and a half it's just filled with like blessings here and there that I was never expecting.
3: Nice. Lupe is going to be the ultimate producer. I hope taking
2: Ever.
0: over the world. <laughs> I hope. She'll be like the Jerry Bruckheimer Don Simpson of of, you know, just on the fashion all side and yeah. 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 the content side. Yeah. So good. Uh, for for you younger listeners, uh, they they made the original Top Gun. They're a very big producers. <laughs> <laughs> like, Top Gun Maverick? Like, no, the one that was made 35 years before. The other one. <laughs>
2: exactly. But it happens, y'all. It yeah. really does.
3: Really? Well, I mean, Jesus, Lupe, you fucking put the work in. <laughs> like, I was going to say, I think that's yeah. a true reflection of, like, the hustle. Like, yeah. if, you're, if you're willing to, like, work for it, this is this is Yeah, like, potentially, yeah and,
2: like, I, I work from home now. They put people first. Yeah. And but I say healthy, this right? to so many people, yeah. like, where we are now is not where we were 10 years ago. Like yeah. an employer is lucky to have you. Yeah. yeah. And if you're going to work for any company, work for somebody that's going to offer you really great benefits, really great perks and it, and they're going to put you first. Yeah. And I think that that's really great with the work that I'm doing now that they really do put people first and they Well, it
0: incentivizes, I mean, like oh. like again, like I, w- I wasn't kidding. When you started talking about this company, like your face like lit up. And it's like, well, <laughs> they it's because they take care of you that you yeah. want to do you want to give them your best. You know, and give them what everything that you that you know, because that's kind of symbiotic like that. Where I exactly. think, like you said, like 10 years ago, it's like you're lucky to be here exactly. now. I'm not talking about industrial color no, necessarily. No, 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 just, just in mind, general. Like, the the mm-hmm. whole pervasive corporate mindset, you know, of, of just the landscape in America. Though. Or
2: like production in yeah. general. Like yeah. I mentioned at Swirl where like the producer didn't speak to me for the first week.
0: Yeah, that's insane. I still don't understand. And that. I was somehow
2: supposed to be learning and being trained yeah. by her, and I just figured it out. Yeah. I was Jeez. like, okay, I guess I should do these three things until somebody asked me to do something else.
0: Oh, hi, Lucas again. I swear this will be a quick one. Just a big favor to ask if you feel like it, please hit that like and follow button. It really helps out the visibility of the show. And speaking of, if you got a pal, cousin, niece, or a crush, who's in our industry, or maybe even thinking about it, let them know about I Shoot LA. And if you have any questions or anything LA fashion photography related, drop us an email. And if Shintan and I don't know the answer, which you know, let's be honest, we probably won't, we'll definitely have on someone who does. Link in the description. And now back to the show.
1: <laughs> well, all of a sudden, this is
0: not financial advice. <laughs> Listener, we were talking about cool adult things like SEP IRAs and, you know, 401ks and stuff. Yeah. Anyway, Lupe, we have a little question. We have a little... Sorry, let me take this over again. <laughs> Lupe, we have a corner. God, what can I talk? talk questions corner.
1: <laughs>
3: segment bring it i'm literally trying to say i'm not even drinking either <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when we're sober yeah Digenerate. god maybe i'm a better podcaster when i'm drinking dry january dry Just january going all over the place Indeed. tongue twisted all over <laughs>
0: lupe we have a segment on i shoot la we like to call questions corner
1: question
3: corner what do you want to know yeah
2: what do you want to know so good.
0: <laughs> Lupe, I, uh, on our uh, I shoot LA, um podcast uh, in, Instagram, I posted that we were going to be interviewing you. So we had some listeners write in with questions. They want to know. First one being, any advice on how to approach dealing with an aggressively, I don't know what that means. I mean, I know what it means, but aggressively unhappy client. Like they get to set and something big goes wrong or it isn't quote unquote right.
3: They how set do, someone on fire. Yeah. How do those politics work?
2: Oh, that's happened. A fire. Oh
3: shit! Remember? That's my bad. Now, it has I mean, Not happened. my bad. What happened? Like, was that,
0: was, is that the story Little Kim told,
3: where no. the, no. the, the no, softbox no, 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 no. caught on fire? No, no. But this I, was I, like
2: the sock on the. Oh yeah, it
3: was a sock on a on a on a, on a umbrella on top of a silk, and it was. Uh, um, oh jeez. Yeah. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, it's not my bad, but it's my bad. Okay, well, well, okay, maybe not a fire
0: breaking. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty straightforward. You get a fire extinguisher, and then you call <laughs> you
2: call the. What are the, the chances uh, that our fire story we were I, together? <laughs>
3: <laughs> you sent me the video, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah.
0: <laughs> Dang, this is why you need to work. We guys working with two Ks.
3: No, it was, there was
0: how a, did, mod- there was a modeling a- light on. A modeling light, okay.
3: Um, and I'm, I, I'm assuming there's a modeling light on. From my understanding of things, uh, the the head was not breathing correctly on the vent. And that's that's, that's the explanation on the other side I got from uh, my guy. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I think he just left the modeling light on and has something touching, so. Dang. I don't know, but.
2: And it was raining rain. Oh, it
3: was well, raining. So you knew the building was going to burn down because it was already wet. No, no, no! It was raining fire.
2: Rain, like it was. Oh, it raining, I mean, I mean, oh raining, raining, okay. raining fire.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> raining Things fire. Things were
3: melting. Damn. Raining yes. fire. Okay. Uh. Well. Okay. What'd you, what'd you do? <laughs> <laughs>
0: what happened?
3: I think they just got relit, right? Yeah. Yeah. You just just you know set break it down. Okay. So okay, break so you it down. Relight. Communicate. It. Yeah. Are we yeah.
2: communicated. Yeah. Yo, there's a fire. Everybody, offset.
0: Yeah. Fire Six marshal. It, and yeah. then. And then cool. yeah. I think what this I think what this uh, what this uh, person's asking is like maybe like kind of a a little bit more difficult client someone who's who's very very unhappy in the moment like is that is that a photographer thing does he kind of smooth that over as kind of like the photographer slash director or does the producer come in and you're like oh hey Cynthia maybe blah 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 like whether you want to get broad advice or maybe an anecdote like a story something you did for it's up for sure to
2: you. I think it's a little bit of both because like. If you know you have a difficult client, you're going to go on to set things knowing that you have a difficult client. So if we were working together with a difficult client, I would go to Yushantani and be like, this person's tough. Let's make sure that we're doing X, Y, and Z Mm -hmm. so that you can minimize the reaction. Mm -hmm. You can try to like, calm down any fires before they even start metaphorical fires yeah exactly exactly so (laughs) that when exactly so that when the person does have an issue Mm -hmm. again like communicate find a solution and if you don't have a solution then just be like okay thank you for flagging that i'll get back to you right away some people are just going to be a pain the entire time that's
3: just their nature that's just who they are lots of starbucks runs (laughs)
2: Exactly. Lots of that. Lots of like trying to anticipate their needs Mm -hmm. so they don't have to get to that like moment of escalation. And then you're dealing with somebody like really angry. If you know that X thing is going to make them angry, then try to find a solution for how you don't how to avoid that
0: anticipate their yeah exactly anticipate
2: yeah, yeah. it's all there it's all that's all it is anticipating i think yeah. that's all i do every day i called myself like play-doh earlier today because i could literally have to mold myself mm-hmm. to whoever i'm dealing with or working with um, whether it's like a big client or a big photographer or a big stylist there's always some big fish that you're having to accommodate for it's and it's that you're just level setting or anticipating their needs and just trying to figure out how you can get ahead of it.
0: I probably like also don't take it personally, right? Oh, a thousand yeah.
2: percent. Yeah. yeah. Right? You're just
0: like, I don't know. Okay. We'll, I've we'll never that, cried
2: yeah. on the job before because I've never taken it personal. Yeah. Good.
0: Awesome. Um, We've got another question here. Uh, what's the easiest and then what's the hardest thing about being a producer? What's the easiest thing about being a producer? I think the
2: play? easiest thing is you get to work with your friends.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah. Good right? time. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. What about the, what about the hardest overall? The rest.
1: <laughs> 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 Everything. Else. Everything the else. I don't want to
3: be a producer ever. And yeah. I'm very happy being a photographer. Yeah. What, so I'm uh, like the rest. Um, well, that I mean,
0: I know we're having fun here. That could possibly like, be a scary thing to you know, like, sc- scary thing to say to someone who may be an aspiring producer. Like, like what? Like okay, yeah, it's hard. Why? Why would someone want to do this then?
2: Because I think you have to have some sort of desire to be in a position like a producer Mm -hmm. it it shouldn't be i want the money i want the set life i want like it is a really tough role so you have to really want it Mm -hmm. and not for all the like fun parts about it. Not yeah. because you want to work with your friends, not because you want to eat free lunch and breakfast with the catering. Okay, this is
3: sounding better and better. <laughs> 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 All right,
2: oh man, I'm sorry. Not because you want to keep samples and like, you know, you get a free bank trim on set. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> All those perks. Yeah, It's because you just really enjoy being the person that's like wrangling and putting i always say this it's like you find the right mix of people put them all in the room and let the magic happen yeah and that process brings some sort of fulfillment or joy that's why you want to do it even though it's extremely difficult and there's so many moving pieces and you have to always be on you know the producer doesn't get to yeah. No. your lunch
0: break is not really a lunch it's break. It's not a lunch break. Yeah. You're
2: like running, you're making sure everybody mm-hmm. else is eating, and then you eat last. Yeah. I love the producers that eat first though. There are those that do the boss ones. Well, are hey, like You're I'm an EP over.
3: now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can eat you're first. An
2: executive first right? <laughs> <producer>. <laughs> I can eat first. You can take your
0: executive lunch.
2: Yes, it's, it's, exactly. Is, is it, it's
3: exciting though, right? Like I think I think in the overall seeing a project um uh, progress from like the infant stage of exactly. pre uh pre-production to like the all execution the way itself yeah. all the way to post and then placement now that you're doing. Yeah, exactly.
2: Like, seeing it all the way through, like seeing it from like, it started as a conversation with this like sock that's launching yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: and now you're going to spend the hot. next three yeah. months of your life working on content yep. around this particular item.
0: Yeah. But hot sock. Hot sock. Yeah. Hot sock. yeah. Uh, do you feel, uh, sometimes you feel like a parent?
2: <laughs> I do yeah. i sometimes say that like i'm i feel like i'm wrangling toddlers yeah <laughs> and i'm like no 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 don't go there that's sharp no you
3: <laughs> no you no shantani no no shantani yeah. don't touch I that i was like oh, that's me yeah, <laughs>
2: cool. you don't digest hard foods yet you do not <laughs> don't eat that don't go there it's yeah, yeah. so much of yeah. that but yeah. i think what also is hard is that like when i'm in conversations and people are like let's ex- ask the creative people in the room and it's like to be a producer you have to have a thousand percent understanding of yeah. the creative process yeah. of the, mm-hmm. uh, you have to be a creative person yeah. the, uh,
0: the woman who who's done this for a decade might know a thing or two about it, what you want I could yeah. already
2: see it from a mile away yeah. and I'm like sure okay let's let the creative it out <laughs> <laughs>
0: isn't that but isn't that how it is isn't the parent the one who they always kind of yes,
2: goes un- underappreciated exactly. yeah. or yeah. taken yeah. for yeah. granted so. and that's I think that's the hard part that's the, the underappreciation or like just, um oh, you are
3: appreciated. Thank we, you. We, don't you, for, we appreciate the, you. With the
2: right photographers, <laughs> the right crew, the right people will appreciate. You know, other folks will just. Well, I would like, say like eh. a a,
3: a well produced uh production is like night and day mm-hmm. of experience, especially yep. from like my standpoint of things. I don't know if it's the same with yours, but like I, I think being on sets where like the production is at like top of the line you're like, wow, this yeah. is a great shoot. I can literally concentrate on my job mm-hmm. and we execute everything like, as and, flawless as possible. And your work is better it is right? yeah
2: because you don't have to be worrying about yeah. 10 different things
3: you're not wearing 30 different hats going into a, a production exactly. because you're just doing your job now because the producer's doing their job mm-hmm. producing and it's, mm-hmm. it's something mm-hmm. to be set for but
2: you've had to have had that experience
3: i'll get up on the mic a little bit
2: oh you have to have had that experience yeah. in order to know the difference and i think yeah. that the hard part is when you are working with a photographer with a team mm-hmm. that doesn't know better
3: yeah yeah oh 100 yeah 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 i agree
0: Uh, We got another question here. What's and this can I think this is probably just global overall. Um, I think the answer is your answer is going to just going to be Shintani. What's been the most rewarding project you've ever been on? Oh,
2: hi.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He is looking at you right now, direct eye contact. Direct
2: eye contact. The most rewarding project. Yeah,
0: if you don't want to say the client name for some, just just tell us what the project was and what was your experience with said project.
2: I think all of them are rewarding because like. You said Shantani, like you see it from the beginning Mm -hmm. all the way through the end and it just feels like... I have a new baby every time a project goes live
0: with that with with, with, with that said I imagine the hardest ones were probably the most rewarding because it feels maybe it yes. felt like it was a battle fought and well earned exactly where favorite
1: child is <laughs> <laughs> yeah. clearly it's Shantai. right <laughs> why, it's, why are we even asking this yeah
2: exactly that it's like the hardest projects become the most like fulfilling at the end because you're like oh I got through that mm-hmm. I got yeah. through I had a project and I called it my Mount Everest because it was a brutal week mm-hmm. and and um there was a lot going on and there was many many pieces to have to juggle and um fire is both literal fire, and metaphorical yes exactly <laughs> and um it was a tough week and i remember getting through that week and it was like the most rewarding feeling because I've made it through. But, yeah. you know. And then
0: you had a pitcher of margaritas. I, I did. <laughs> I did. I did. I yeah. probably did. And yeah. I don't remember the rest. Do you take a lot of uh, personal? Uh, were you, are you able to take some personal time? Like, do you go on vacation somewhere? Or are you kind of always like, you're on vacation, but you're also checking your email?
2: So I think that's my biggest challenge. I have a trouble with becoming with not becoming indispensable if that makes sense oh yeah Mm
0: -hmm. yeah it makes total sense
2: I had this issue at my last job where I could never take time off Mm -hmm. I could never just like check out I Mm -hmm. always had to be available I was even the person on like the alarm for the studio the first person that they call Oh, like someone's
0: breaking (laughs) in and they're like like, call the cops (laughs)
2: exactly (laughs) so like 4am 1am and even if like a rock hits one of those windows the alarm goes off
0: oh Jesus (laughs) yeah downtown for all Exactly. Much less. With like a
2: bus stop on the corner. So like that's like if somebody leaned on the door,
0: bring and then a call. You get a call at 4 a.m.
2: So no, I'm not good at taking time (laughs) off. And um, (laughs)
3: 2023 is the year, Lupe. Okay, so that's what I
2: thought. Like I thought this was going to be my year where I really work on and part of like being at this new company Mm -hmm. where like work-life balance is a big, huge push for them. I, I thought this year I'm going to take PTO, I'm going to take time off. Whenever I leave a company, it's like shopping spree for me because I cash out on all that PTO, yeah. uh, which is because I never take it, yeah. which is great. But during the winter break, uh, which I'm not sure if everybody's familiar, but usually agencies and mm-hmm. close last two weeks of the year, right? Yeah. So during that break, I got an email from my job where they're going to go into unlimited PTO, So Uh that basically meant that, like, it was (laughs) a free for all. And then it's like, now, great. Who knows when I'll be able to take VTO because, like, it's if, if a producer is out, then there has to be another producer in. So, like, you have to get all your dates in before somebody mm. else BT to it. So, it's kind yeah. of like TVs are for $10 at that's Walmart the, right now.
3: That's the wildest thing with unlimited PTO. That's a, that's a strategy. Can you, can, can you
0: explain that concept? Because, so like, I'm, I'm, I'm taking companies. it literally.
3: No, it's, it's a strategy it's, for companies where, like, basically the average working person does not take PTO if it's available to them. So, they make it unlimited because most people won't actually take it. And it also has because you have responsibilities that if you leave, you don't want to have to backtrack on. Basically, you don't want to like accumulate all this homework. Yeah, that you gotta, and that's yeah. me. Yeah. That's so me. It's, yeah. However much homework you're willing to take up, but the funny thing is, oh, what a little mental hack. Most of the that's time, very I mean, smart. for a producer, I mean, like I, I would assume once you're done or almost done closing in with a project, you could probably technically be able to like jump out for a little bit just
2: technically
0: where do you like to take your pto do you go to palm springs i know I you don't love, fly uh, yeah exactly
2: i love palm springs <laughs> you, just go, you go to like the brown
0: bird or the uh or, the, <laughs> or sorry the, uh, the sparrow or the ace or where, where do you like to spend your time there or you, you get yourself a house
2: uh mostly a house yeah love a good house in know, Palm Springs. yeah i love palm, yeah, I been palm springs in
0: a hot second last time i, I was, there, was on a job yeah mm-hmm. where uh, anywhere, anywhere else like joshua tree or
2: joshua tree mammoth or anything um now don't go to mammoth you, I
0: don't go anywhere. Uh, Mammoth, this this is a drive. You don't have to get on a plane.
2: All I do is work. So if you want to be a producer and and only focus on working, this is the job for you.
0: Okay, our last question, Lupe, before we all get out of here. This person asks, how do outside people get hired by you? Um, Because obviously, you know, at a production studio, you've got all your in-house people. It's probably on either um, in-house or at least the short list or Speed dial. Uh, do you seek um, so these outside people? Do you seek them out or find them, or you just sift through submissions and inquiries? Do you only deal with photographers, directors, retouchers, etc., who all have agents, or can someone who is a freelancer get considered? If so, how do I go about the process of getting on your radar?
2: Of course, I think maybe it's m- a little bit of both. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's working with unrepresented and represented talent. I will say because usually timelines are so crunched. I usually work with people who I can directly just text. Yeah. And I'm like, are you available for this?" And they can just hit me back with a yes or no really yeah. br- quickly, and then I can go into the details.
0: Yeah. So, about like those people, like how do they, like how did or you the, come upon them? Like
3: networking. Yeah. Like networking. I mean, like a, like a party, right? Or like yep. you. Go, there, there's so many industry parties I think that happen in LA, and that was like one. I remember one year I was, I was like trying not to go to industry parties and all yeah. like any industry parties. And like I didn't get cold for like six months. Yeah. And I was like, ah, uh, I need to start going back to these parties. Yeah. Did yeah. you
2: get tired of the open bar? It, it <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah did you no, Shintani? because once the open bar closes after two hours it gets expensive yeah um but yeah no i think i think that was the thing though is like you know just just going just going to like events going to shows going like i mean you know milk has shows um smashbox has shows uh just galleries and then you meet people from there and mm-hmm. you know you have to be able to like network because it is a business still so yeah like, you know as as far as like photographers assistants digitex anything like if you aren't networking with people yep. that's that's the that's the the grind yeah. you know so yeah. do, do you ever work with agencies or agents i do yeah
2: i do yeah. um the same way that i work with freelancers uh there's agents that i've been working with for years that were agents and now they're like heading up the agency and it's great to see the progress and like when i moved around different companies and i reach out to the same folks that i was working with at the previous companies they'd always be like let us take you out to lunch you're at a new place yay Yeah. yeah so it's just it's great working with agents but it's great to work with unrepresented talent as well and um like what you said, I think it's all about networking, but it's also making sure that those bridges never get burned mm-hmm. because it's really a lot of word of mouth, I would say. Like I could text you, Shantani, and be like, do you know a photo assistant? Do you know a mm-hmm. uh, good digital tech? And like you'll pass on a reference and because they're coming through you, I know that they'll be good at yeah. what they're doing. They have experience. Yeah. They've kind of like... You have Setting on fire sort of,
3: aside, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> right. Like you have their That's like, one
3: time. Yeah, you have their like Yelp
2: review or whatever, you know. So it um, it helps to network and make sure that like every project, every job, you show up and you do your best, so yeah. that you can start building that. Reputation for yourself. Yeah. It's kind of mm-hmm. like
0: what Randall said in our last episode because we asked him what's the, someone else had asked us generally, what's the important of networking? And Randall's like, it's not important. And then he corrected himself. He's like, no, you need to be like the best you can be on set because that way when people think of like a good photographer who's easy to work with or fun to work with, they think of you. And maybe it's a bit of both because I do believe also it's like, no, you got to get out. And yeah. you, like, the way I always say it, it's like you, your face, you know, like you're your own billboard. And yeah. like j- advertising only works when people are looking at the billboard or looking at the advertising. It's not just like going to be something like you magically just always remember. So, like, Going out to like, I don't know, some, you know, modeling agency party or like, you know, studio party and like, oh, shit, Shantani man, good to see you. And then, yeah. oh, yeah, Shantani I should call him. Like, and you don't even yeah. really
3: have to drink at them if you don't want to. Yeah. It is an open bar, so yeah. why not? But like, you don't <laughs> yeah. have to. You don't like, have right to. Like right now, you know, dry January, yeah whatever. <laughs> what about it? I'm, I'm just kind of
0: like kind of trying to be in the place of some of our listeners maybe who don't live in L.A., or maybe they just don't. They really. Can, maybe they're a little bit more introverted. They can't do or are very comfortable at parties. That is a handicap. I mean, is it kind of like sorry, guy? No, got to, you got have impact gotta fi- on set.
3: You gotta figure it out. What's that? Have impact on set. Yeah. When you're shooting. Exactly. I'm like, I, I've gotten jobs from stylists, from yeah, mm-hmm. uh, from hair, like from from hair and makeup, um, from talent, um, like, and, and it's just being good and like you're good at your job you're professional at your job Mm -hmm. and and you execute yeah so i think that's still a thing
2: i sometimes get texts from people that i didn't i worked with on a job once like four years ago yeah and they're like hey a buddy of mine is looking for some producer recommendations can i give them your number and i'm like yeah of course sure
0: done see that's how you do it
2: so i want to know what what inspired you all to create this amazing safe place to talk production, oh, photography, um, oh, styling. Thanks. Oh, yeah. we were hammered. Yeah, we, <laughs> <Really? laughs> we kind of
0: were hammered. Yeah, we were hammered. Yeah, we're sitting in a bar, and it's just like I, I like listening to podcasts while I edit, but there's not really any podcasts about the industry. Um, like, sure, there's, candid. Yeah, yeah. The, the photography podcasts or the industry podcasts that are out there are really gear centric, center around oh. <laughs> you know, you know, it's like oh, like the newest Leica, the newest Fuji, whatever. And then certainly some photographers have, like Michael Donovan has a great podcast, but his is more like heady and philosophical, and not really about. And I don't know. It's just like we live and work in Los Angeles. Why not, you know, kind of celebrate that and and maybe reach out and try to interview other people other than other photographers? I think when when I was bringing you up, I'm like we've had a lot of photographers on lately. We actually need to expand it more, um, but just so people can like you know put this on while they're you know editing and like maybe feel like they can maybe learn something through osmosis or just... Like, I was like learn
3: something, be part of the conversation. Yeah. I think I think there was a lot of the conversation. We had one one time where it was like after an agency party we where like with, I think a few agents and like, mm-hmm. and it was us and we were just having drinks after like for nightcaps and we were talking about different stories and it was so candid but I was like, but it was also like a learning process. Like it was just like, well, if I had known better, I would have done yeah. this different. Yeah. And I was like, you know, it'd be great if we did this. And we, and we just, if other people heard this, if I could hear this when I was starting, yeah. I yes. think I might have approached certain things differently. That's all. Yeah.
0: Well, everyone, thank you so much, Lupe, for, for coming, coming, and, coming and sitting down with us. Uh, we want you back. Uh, we should have her back for a roundtable table, too. You know, maybe get uh, Morgan and Lil' let's Kim. Let's say
3: after the dry January.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it'd be fun to get, like, Morgan, Lil' Kim, and yeah. uh, Lupe. We all sit around and, and we can t- swap war stories. Yeah. You know, get the gang back together a little bit. And we definitely have to do drinks and or dinner soon. Yes, yeah. please. Yeah. I would love that. KBQ. Yeah, let's bring it back, <laughs> let's bring it back to pre-pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening and tuning in. Uh, my name is Lucas Passmore for Christian Tani and Lupe Santiago saying... Stay hot, L.A. <laughs>
1: okay.